Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and I'll be your host for the remainder of this hour. And you know, we're here each and every week talking about real estate, right? It seems to be the topic of conversation amongst everybody. We go out for coffee, we go out in restaurants, we go to family dinner, wherever it is. People are usually talking about a couple of things, politics, real estate, religion, all of those things. Um, but I guess real estate's maybe one of them that we can all somewhat agree on, right? It's a good thing. It's an investment. It's part of the American dream. And it's part of really what makes us um, have the ability to thrive no matter what profession or what area um, that we uh, are in and focus on our our, our normal day-to-day -day earnings, right? Real estate can be a very lucrative passive income and uh, and a fantastic one at that. So yeah, I'm excited to be here with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Um, it happens often, I got to tell you, where I meet people and they say, you know, Emilio, your name sounds familiar. And and then we and then we start talking like, who do you know? Who did this, that, whatever else? It's Rhode Island, right? And then and then it happens often like, you know what? I, I actually, I listen to your radio show and I'm like, wow, thanks. You know, I, I didn't know I, that that's awesome. Obviously, I, you never know who the listeners are, but I want to tell you something that regardless of what it is, you may have questions. You may not necessarily be in a spot where you need to sell or buy right now. You just need a resource. I'm giving you my personal cell phone number and you can leverage this. Okay. 401 359-2338. I love connecting with our listeners. I love hearing your feedback. Maybe there's some topics that you want me to cover that we haven't. You know, we've been on air for almost nine years now. It's been an exciting time, a very fun time, very fortunate, very thankful to be here with you. And we've had some really amazing guests and met some of the best people out there. So really honored and, and humbled to be here with you. And again, my my team, my real estate team and brokerage, we we service Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and can refer you out all 50 states and 32, 33 countries through the Engel and Volkers network. It's pretty amazing, you know, the type of people we connect with and 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 who we're able to help. So all walks of life, all different types of real estate, you know, it's really great. So I want to talk today with you uh, about the the environment right now in real estate. And really, I want if you're a buyer, okay, if you are looking to purchase a property in real estate, I want you to kind of hear some of this data real quick. And I want you to put a different spin on it, okay? Because I got to tell you, I work with a lot of investors. And I work with a lot of buyers. I work with a lot of sellers and, and all of us do here at Engel and Volkers. And what I'm noticing right now is there are buyers that are finally going out there and finally able to get a shot at buying a home. Okay. And you may be like, yeah, of course, uh, the interest rates, you know, are up. 7.6 to 8%, 8.2, 8.3. Yes, of course, but you got to shut off the negativity of the mass media. And I know the negativity just draws us in, right? Like if I was to tell you, you know, like, you know, uh, tune in next segment as we talk about the worst thing to happen in real estate yet, you're, you're going to probably tune in, right? It's crazy what our minds do. 
But I want to paint the picture for you, right? And I really want to make sure that our listeners, that the realtors listening here, that everybody is educated and, and really understands and looks at things all different ways. Number one, okay, it is not ever a blanket best time to buy or sell or do anything for anybody. The times always change for you personally. Seasons in your life change personally, okay? I want you to think of it like this, okay? couple months ago when you went out and you were looking to purchase that that 350 or $500,000 home, doesn't matter what price range it was, you were probably bidding against several, several buyers, okay? So I'm just going to use simple, I'm going to use 500000 okay? The median price here in Rhode Island is like, what, 450 or so? So let's just use 500 for an example, all right? So $500,000, with 20% down is 100k. Okay. So last month we'll call it, you know, 7.1 mortgage rate. You're with let's see a 30 year fixed mortgage, you're looking at about 2688 per month just for the principal and interest, okay? Now, if you move it to today, you're looking at about 28 25 okay now keep in mind everybody's rates are going to be a little bit different depending on your credibility your mortgage your, i mean your credit score you know income all these other factors okay so you're always going to want to speak with somebody in mortgages and we're going to have paul salcone with north point bank on in a little while but like think about this right people see rates and they're like oh oh no you know what? <laughs> oh no, it's it's such a bad time. But let's compare the two: seven point one percent to seven point six percent. You're looking at about one hundred and thirty-seven dollars per month, okay, on a half a million dollar home. Okay, sixteen hundred and forty-four dollars a year. All right, so that's four dollars and fifty cents per day. So here's why I'm saying this to you because right now I've noticed it's like somebody shut off the water spigot for a little while, and this is always happens when rates tick up. And now is the time if you're a buyer to go out and strike, go swing the bat, go in and go after those homes that have been sitting on the market for 30, 45 days, and go take a crack at it. You might even get it under list price. So now. Now you got to think, right? If you were going up against four or five or six buyers before you were bidding up, you were bidding up, you were waiving inspections, you were doing all of these things that end up costing you far more than $4.50 per day. <laughs> it could have been the tune of $15 or $20 per day. But we got to look at the real numbers and the real data. And this is why I'm inviting you to take a look at your specific situation. Let's talk about it, okay? And we can help you out regardless. Single family, multifamily, condos, commercial properties. We've got you covered. We're covering Rhode Island. We're crushing it here. We are going to advise you. And if it's not the right time for you specifically, then it's not the right time. And we'll give you guidance to when it is. Reach out 401-359-2338. Again, I'm excited to be here with you today. We've got a fantastic show. I'm Emilio Despirito with the Despirito team here at Engel and Volkers. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back in a couple of minutes. Be right back. Stay tuned. Keep that dial on.
Okay, thanks for tuning in. It's Emilio Desperado, and we are back. And uh, we've got a special guest here today. We've got Paul Salcone of North Point Bank. And uh, man, what I love about Paul is that, you know, Paul's been doing this for a while. He knows all of the different loan products. And he's, uh, he's one of those guys that's really going to dig down and understand your exact situation and make sure you're in the best product, which is going to give you the best overall value. And it's so important in today's market to be working with a seasoned professional. And Paul is one of the best. And if you have any questions at all, you can go ahead and reach Paul. If you're a realtor, if you're a consumer, you're looking to buy, maybe you're looking to sell and buy, Paul and I can work together as a team to help figure out what your equity position is and also you know, uh, what you can purchase later on. And we'll construct a tailored uh, solution for you, right? So Paul can be reached at 401 419 9291. Give them a shout. 401-419-9291. We've got a great topic we're going to talk about today, but first, Paul, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Amelia. I appreciate you having me again this morning. Thank you. You bet, man. So a lot of realtors, a lot of consumers are asking questions, Paul, about this 5% down conventional financing option that will be in effect in November for multifamily homes. And you know, it's great to have you on. It's good to talk about this. Appreciate you coming on to share that. Yeah, thank you again. Be happy to discuss. I mean, obviously, this is something in the forefront right now. We're hearing this last week in particular. Uh, conventional financing, you know, 5% down. What does this mean? And first, you know, first thing is with this program, um, conventional, typically conventional financing when you have a multifamily home. You know, single family homes different. You can put down 3 to 5% depending on your situation. But multifamilies, mm-hmm. the rule's always been, okay, well, Usually you put down either 15% on a two family or 20% down on a three or four family. And you know, most people, first-time home buyers in particular, that's not an easy, easy thing to do. I mean, sure, conventional is great, but how many conventional multifamily homes have you sold? Not 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 many as of late, I would think. Um, you know, no, no, that's it's more FHA renowned housing, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, why it's important. Okay, well, five percent down conventional. People say, well. FHA is three and a half percent. So why would I still consider conventional, you know, beyond maybe making my offer a little stronger? Okay, well, beyond that, with the 5% down conventional, the most important part, I think, is when you have a three or four unit property FHA, right now in this market with prices so high, interest rates so high, there's something called the self-sufficiency test. And we've probably all heard this before, but if we haven't, I will just kind of let you know how it works. We take a property, let's say a four unit property, and let's just say fair market rent is, make it easy math, 1500 per unit. Yeah, yeah, four units, fifteen hundred per unit rent. That's six thousand a month. What FAJ does is they take seventy five percent of fair market rent. Use that figure. That figure has to be more than what the new mortgage payment will be with principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, as well as PMI. So, quick math: six thousand seventy five percent is forty five hundred. If your mortgage is at forty five oh one or higher, you don't qualify. Even if you do qualify in paper, FHA says it fails the self sufficiency test. Therefore, you cannot get the loan. I have this happen more frequently now than ever. So that's the first thing here. 5% down with conventional, they don't have that rule. So you yep. can do, you know, your 5% down. If, if rent's coming low, God forbid, I mean, obviously you don't want them to, but if they did, the numbers still, as long as they work on paper from a DTI standpoint, you're still okay. There's no test that has to pass. So that's the most important thing first. So I think yeah. that's huge in this market. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number two with conventional financing, let's be honest. Conventional financing, if you're a seller looking to take an offer, especially on a property maybe a couple of years old, you know, you realize there's guidelines FHA versus conventional. 
let's just say, for example, you know, little work to be done, maybe some chipping paint, maybe something, I'm not saying something extreme, but something smaller that maybe, you know, conventional will say, okay, we're okay with it. The house is still in good shape. We'll lend on it. FHA, you, you have, a lot of times you'll have an appraisal come back subject to X, Y, and Z being done. And obviously as a seller, that gets a little frustrating, especially if you're anticipating a certain number for your, your house being sold at, and you don't want to you know, adhere to these additional costs, or maybe you don't want to deal with it to prolong the closing. So these these couple things here in particular is what really make the conventional financing a lot more, um, you know, I, I guess a lot more desirable, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously with conventional, the guidelines are the same as single versus multi. So you still have to have a, you know, a hair higher credit score. But then, you know, you can also get a little more creative with with gift funds. And, and something else I want to mention. So with FHA, if you have a three or four unit property, for example. That's my next question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, okay, just so you know, if you want to buy an FHA property multi, let's say you want to buy it yourself, but your brother, your sister, your good friend is going to co-sign. Okay. If they're not living in the property, FHA will let them co-sign. But instead of putting down three and a half percent, it requires 25 percent down. So as you can imagine, that's going to change the game for many people who need co signers to make this work now a single family doesn't matter but i see that come up a lot well my, my brother's going to co-sign for me on my three unit with fha um you know how much do i have to put down uh 25 what do you mean and most even some agents out there don't even realize these rules and it does come up after the fact so wow. so if you think about that three and a half percent versus 25 if you can do five percent down and get a co-signer who doesn't live there that's going to be a game changer as well in this market it's going to increase buying power and, and make, you know, sellers a little more confident selling their multifamily homes. Wow. Um, so these are a couple of things just on, on the rip that I wanted to mention. Well, those, those are all fantastic points. And I didn't know about that 25% down with FHA because so when they put the 25% down, if they have a co-signer with FHA, are they still paying PMI? And they're still paying the PMI as well. So think about that. Think about getting a, a co-signer that doesn't live there, giving the 25% at that point and still paying PMI. It might be Nuts. a reduced PMI, but it's still PMI and it's it's not reduced as much as you think. So think about all these things. You know, it just it seems like a no-brainer on the surface if you can do conventional. And the um, PMI on an FHA goes the life of the loan. I mean, you can't get rid of it unless you refi out. Typically, yes. So, I mean, think about that too. I mean, now you have beyond paying a higher interest rate to begin with, you're putting more money down, you're still getting hit for the PMI as well. And then also something else, you know, that again, from fees perspective, I mean, you're buying a house with conventional, you know, closing costs are what they are. With FHA, you also pay a 1.75% fee up front on the purchase price. Sure, you don't pay it out of pocket, but it's rolled back into your loan amount. So now your monthly payment beyond the PMI being there, plus you have the additional 1.75% fee that's amortized over 30 years. That's more money you're paying. So you think about it. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of money out of your pocket and given. I'm not knocking FHA by any means. For some clients, it does make sense and it will always be available. But this is why the conventional is so, is, is so important. It's coming out November 18th. And, and this is kind of out, out, of, out of left field because we didn't really anticipate this. This all kind of happened last week or two. I mean, it wasn't something that was being talked about heavily. And then all of a sudden it came together. So I think, the, I think the, uh, I think they're t- starting to figure this out that if they want the market, you know, to be, you know, where we want it to be long-term and, and, and to make it easier for people getting homes, I think conventional, you know, is going to help any way they can, which is great because it helps everyone now, not just the more well-qualified borrowers. So, uh, so now traditionally somebody would go FHA if maybe their credit was a little, little lower, say six, six, is it 660? We can actually do 600 technically in FHA now. Okay. All right. So 600, right. So where does your credit have to be? Do you know? To, yeah. I mean, um, ideally, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Good question, Emilio. So ideally, you want to be 660 plus, like you'd mentioned. I mean, you could probably get it here lower, but 660 is kind of where you want to be, you know, kind of that that line in the sand, kind of like with the Rhode Island housing, the 660 is where you need to be. Most people, if you're under the 660, what happens, the only downside to conventional, well, not only, but one of the downsides is the rate is a lot more um, based upon your credit score. With FHA, if you're over 640 credit score, typically your rate is going to be the same if you're 640 or 800, which doesn't really seem fair, but that's how FHA treats things. With conventional, typically every 20 points, so 640, say 660, 680, every 20 points, credit score wise can affect your interest rate, you know, anywhere from an eight to a quarter percent, depending on the market. And so keep that in mind too. If, if you're a lower credit score, you might qualify on paper for the 5% down conventional, but your payment might be a little higher with the rate. So you have to, you know, it, it, you have to look at it for kind of every, every client, every situation is a little bit unique. And that's something that I always talk about, like what your options are. And this is something that'll be in my, you know, my toolkit now going forward. I have 5% down conventional. And, and I, I think, you know, for most people, they'll go that route. There are a couple that FHA makes more sense, but at least we're giving people an opportunity to make the decision themselves and, and then look at, you know, Hey, okay. What, what makes sense now versus long-term, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good points. Now with, when it comes to gifts, okay. With this 5% down, um, can, can you receive gifts? I think you said yes, right? Yes, you, you can receive gifts. Um, they will allow gifts, you know, you know, typically the, you know, FHA allows the gifts as well, but like I mentioned, it, it does require the 25% down. If you have a co-signer, you can get gifts either way, um, which would be the same with both products. Um, a lot of times with the conventional, they may call for six months reserves though. That's one other additional thing where FHA traditionally only calls for usually two or three months reserves. So what reserves, what I mean is, you know, whatever your monthly payment is, let's say your monthly payment is 3,000 a month. If you need three months reserves and you need another $9,000, not that you have to bring to closing, we have to see neither a checking, savings, retirement account, some form of an asset. So as long as you have that money, that would account for the reserves. A 401k is most people what they use. So keep that in mind is the reserve requirements a little bit higher on a conventional multifamily. But again, most people, if they have retirement account, that's fine. So it's not money you actually need to have liquid today. It's just money you have to have access to in an emergency, so to speak. Got so it. Keep that in so, mind. So now with, with the gifts, right? Like what are those, like what's the limit? Is there a limit in the amount of money you can receive from someone for a gift for this conventional mortgage, this 5% conventional? To our knowledge, there's no there's no limit. I mean, obviously this hasn't come into full effect yet. The, you know, November 18th is when it's coming out. But, you know, from a tax perspective standpoint, I mean, I'm not in a CPA, you know, but I understand some basic rules. I've been told that you can give funds to like a, a mother to son or father to daughter. Sometimes there, there, there are thresholds. I've heard 16, 17,000 a year per, I've heard that before where you pay no taxes. Sometimes I've heard if you give a, a large amount of gift funds, it could be some tax implications. So that's something you want to talk to your accountant about before doing. But at the end of the day, I mean, most people in that ballpark, you know, I would say the average gift I'm seeing is like 10 to 15,000 is common right now with the, you know, the 5% down or, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. If it's something that's really huge, you might want to talk to your, uh, you know, your financial planner or your CPA. But yes, mm. it can be definitely done. And, uh, you know, and the requirements are pretty, pretty standard. You know, gift gift funds, you need a copy of the gift check, maybe a statement from the uh, the parent or, or family member, and then proof that the money's been deposited in the uh, the buyer's account before closing. So it's really easy to do. Now, those gifts, they can be used for anything virtually. Like, could they be used for down payment? Could they be used to pay the buyer's agent on the real estate transaction? This is something new now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if we had to get creative here, well, yeah, because that's something that's coming out soon. You know, we, we can we can do that as well. So, yes, I mean, it, it can be used almost like a closing cost credit, essentially. That's we can almost treat a gift as a closing cost credit if we need to. 
And again, every situation is a little bit unique, but for the most part, when I say most part, I mean, as long as the credit is there. And sometimes if, if it's, you know, they like to see a little buyer contribution. I mean, because as you know, with, with conventional, we get a little, you know, a little more advanced here, but typically um, from a seller, if a seller is giving you a closing cost credit on a conventional program, typically it's 3% of the purchase price. You know, FHA is normally 6% of the purchase price. Yeah. So you keep this in mind, you know, so on the, on the, on the gift standpoint, there's no, I don't think there's any set rules right now, but there might be something in place going forward when we talk about these, you know, the buyer compensation, um, and that's another topic coming up, and also yeah. on, um, you know, gift funds. So, so right now, we've been told that everything is, you know, we're, gifts aren't an issue at all, and I don't anticipate it'll change as long as it can be sourced. Family member, good friend, that's the most important thing here. Got it, got it. Wow, fantastic. Um, you know, so, and, and I'm, Paul, I'm writing all of this down. I'm taking notes because this is, I got to tell you, I've had so many people bring this up to me. I was at family dinner and somebody in my family yeah. brought it up to me, which I'll, I'll connect you with them, by the way. And, <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, I, as far as like pros and cons go, uh, I, I only see the con as being the six months reserve versus, you know, uh, FHA, only two to three months reserves, you know, so you got to have a little bit of savings, but can can somebody use the gift to add to the reserves or no? Yeah, I mean, can typically, gift reserves? yeah, I mean, I would think, it, you know, I, I say I would think I've done it before. Um, what we do something when we run, so when we run a, a situation through our system, we run something called DU findings, direct underwriting findings. So if something comes up in the findings, they'll let you know, when I say that, if you're a well-qualified borrower, your debt-to-income ratio isn't isn't really isn't maxed out. You have some money in the bank. They're they're a little more lenient. That's why I say when you run findings, they'll tell you if they want six months reserves. I've actually seen situations, not that often, but I've actually seen situations where they've asked for twelve months reserves. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't happen wow. that much, but so keep that. If you're someone right in that threshold, you know maybe a little lower credit score, your debt-to-income ratio is a little tight. I've seen up to twelve months, but that's what I'm saying. Typically, yes, we can do all this. And anyone who's interested in this, you know, running some numbers and scenarios, you know, I, the best the best way to do this, honestly, is to get pre-approved, as you know, and have them run the findings. Your lender you're working with, and you know, whoever you, you know, whatever company you're working with, bank. That's the key here. Have them run your findings just to make sure, because guidelines for the most part are more or less set in stone. But sometimes there are little moving parts when guidelines, you know, if your, you know, your ratios are a little tight, or maybe if if you're really, really, really low DTI, maybe they only ask for three months reserves. I mean, that's something that might happen now with these new programs coming out with a 5% down. So definitely it's great to talk to a you know, mortgage professional before you do this. So a couple other quick questions um, is, is, uh, is this a Fannie or Freddie product? Where's this coming from? Yeah, this is, this is both what I've been told. You know, and again, November 18th, everything's going to be going to be uh, laid out officially. I mean, we're seeing some of the, you know, you know, initial um, guidelines and the only, you know, the only thing I will say potentially that will come up and we haven't confirmed this yet, is when you use conventional financing, there's something called an LLPA. It's a loan level pricing adjustment. And so what happens is when you're buying a property, based on your credit score, based on your down payment, some other factors as well, there's, there's additional fees that come up, LLPAs, like I said, the loan level pricing adjustment. So if your credit score is 800, your pricing adjustments are gonna be very minimal. But if you're like at 660 on the dot, you might have to pay up to a half point to a point to get this particular financing. So that's something that they haven't actually sent us yet the exact amount it's, it's going to be universal with all lenders but we're waiting to hear back on what it will be for pricing so keep that in mind the one part is everyone's not created equal in conventional financing it comes yeah. down to credit score and obviously your debt to income ratio as well so that's something we're waiting to hear back on but for the most part this is going to be a, a no-brainer game changer going forward 
It really will be. Wow. And, and you know, and one other, I know we're running out of time, but, but uh, one other question here is with 5% conventional, um, can, can somebody, let's say after they get to the point of what, 20, 21% equity position in yep. the home where they can prove that they have that type of a position in equity, yep. can they get a broker price opinion and get rid of PMI or do they have to refi out of this specific program? Okay. So this convention, what we've been being told is that they can, you know, once they're at that point, obviously from what you originally borrowed, if you have 20% equity by paying a loan down, then yes, it will come off. If it's something where, you know, let's say after six months, a year, two years, you see that um, all of a sudden prices are high, you have a lot more equity, you know, you can request basically like a loan modification. You just get an appraisal requested, appraiser comes out, you know, verifies the, the, the value has increased, and then the PMI would come off. You wouldn't have to refinance in that situation, which is great because typically FHA, you cannot. So that's another example of, hey, you got more equity now, a year from now, two years, who knows? you can get that PMI removed without doing a refi. I mean, given if rates are lower, you'd want to refinance anyway, but all things being equal, if rates are the same, it's a way of saving on closing costs as well. And do you know how the PMI is calculated on this specific loan? Is there a percentage or is there what? Are you, do you have that info yet? Yeah, well, in this particular, we haven't got specifics, but if it follows a conventional guideline, I mean, the biggest factor with the uh, PMI would be your credit score. Uh, credit score is huge. That's income ratio has a small factor in there, but typically... With, with conventional, the higher your credit score, the lower your PMI factor, lower your PMI per month. And then, you know, what happens, something else to keep in mind too, with PMI with conventional is done in tiers. What I mean by that is at 97% loan to value, your PMI is at a certain, certain price. At 95, even better pricing, 90, 85. So the, the more money you have down, the less your PMI is, even to start. Whereas FHA, it's kind of fixed. I mean, there's, there's a certain pricing at 96.5%, which is 3.5% down, and it's a little bit re reduced at 95 loan to value. But after that, it's pretty much the same. So keep that in mind. Conventional, you might even pay PMI, but because it, you know it's a lesser amount than you would pay with FHA anyway, because it's based on your loan to value in tiers of five. Well, you know what? If you're a listener and your head is is spinning, like we just... <laughs> We just gave you a ton of ton of great information, Paul. That was fantastic information. You're a true professional. I love you. that you know your products even before they come out. And we're able to share this with our listeners. Hopefully they hear it here first. Uh, and wow, fantastic. So 5% conventional down financing for multifamily homes coming out in middle of November. What I want you to do is I want you to call Paul Salcone with North Point Bank Direct. Start having a conversation. Get your ducks in a row. 401-419-9291. And then what we could do is we could sit down with you. We could do a full-blown buyer consultation, help you understand the ins and outs of navigating this purchase. Now, Paul, um, man, we, we got to go in a second, but I said this 10 yeah. times. One last question. Sure. Is this for owner ox only or is this for uh, investments too? Unfortunately, it's owner rock only. But like I said, right. if you have a co-signer who doesn't live there, you can make this work with the conventional, whereas the FHA is a different animal. So yeah, owner rock only. But I think a lot of people are going to take advantage of this program. I really do because of the fact that, you know, it just it makes the offer accepted a lot easier. It also you know reduces a lot more the stress FHA could bring to the table on a multifamily home. Great stuff. Uh, awesome stuff. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here in a couple minutes talking about some other changes in the housing market here in Rhode Island and uh, throughout the rest of the United States. We'll be right back in two minutes. This is the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Paul Salcone at North Point Bank.
Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is your show all about real estate, specifically here in Rhode Island and surrounding Massachusetts and Connecticut. Now I'm here for you each and every week, but I'm also here for you seven days a week at 401-359-2338. I'll say my phone number throughout the show. Again, 401-359-2338. I want you to call me with any of your real estate questions. Maybe now is the time to buy. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the time to sell. Maybe it's the time to invest or relocate. Everybody's got different situations happening, and I can walk you through, and we can figure out what's best for you. So good. So let's do a market check here in Rhode Island. Um, man, you know, over the past week, right, interest rates have ticked up, and more homes are hitting the market more homes are taking uh, an extended period of time to sell. Nothing crazy. I mean, we're still looking at homes, you know, pending in about 30 days or so on market. Um, but that is up from, say, you know, 10 days on market. And some of that might even be seasonally appropriate as we go into the, you know, into mid-fall. And, well, fall just kind of really started. But as we go into the fall and winter markets, uh, but still, we've got a, a very low supply of homes, but the supply is picking up and we're going to continue to to follow up. So what does that mean for you? What it means is um, you may have more competition now when you are going to put your home on the market. Um, but on the other sense of things, you're still selling your home at the highest market price and you are still selling your home in uh, much fewer days on market than we have historically seen in the past. In addition, you may have an easier time finding a home. So if you're one of those listeners here that you've been sitting and waiting for, you know, things to improve, so you didn't have to go up against five or six or 10 or 15 other buyers bidding on a home, if you're sitting on a substantial amount of equity, or if you need to know what you're sitting on, it may be the time for you to strike, right? So again, 401 359 2338. That's my personal cell phone. I've been focusing in real estate here in Rhode Island now for about 12 years. Um, you know, and and I can give you a really good sense of what you're gonna walk away with. We can talk about time frames, we can talk about all that. Um, and I think you, you'll be very impressed by the information that you get, you know. And not everybody is like, hey, let's do this now. Some people are like, hey, we'll do it later. Uh, either or, you know, we're here to advise you and help you make the right decision and play the market correctly okay play the market correctly and that's where it's at right such a fantastic thing real estate um so so as far as uh actives like i said there's there's just under a thousand there's 973 active homes now that's up about 15 20 percent from last month which is pretty big right that's that's huge and another trend that i'm seeing now is We've been seeing, say, about 800 active single-family homes on the market and about 12 to 1,300 pending. The pendings were out, out, outpacing the actives. And basically, when something hit, it went pending quickly, especially if it was turnkey, aka moving ready, where buyers didn't have to do a ton. But now we're seeing about uh, 1,030 or so pending. So we're seeing the number of pendings drop days on market increasing again all of this stuff really doesn't seem too crazy to me uh the sky is not falling 
And uh, yeah, you're looking at about 35 days on market. So I want to give you some reassurance. If your home is currently on the market and it didn't sell as fast as say your neighbors and you're like, oh my gosh, we're two weeks in. <laughs> it's okay. Just give it time. Give it time. Don't make any knee jerk reactions. Don't choke out your realtor. Don't do anything like that. I can assure you they're probably very hard at work to find a buyer for you. Um, but 35 days across the state of Rhode Island is the new median pending days on market. And again, that's for single family homes. Let's talk about uh, multifamilies real quick, because last segment, if you missed it, we had Paul Salcone with North Point Bank, and he was sharing information about a new program that's coming out with 5% down conventional, and it's going to open up the doors in the market to a lot of new buyers that were previously ousted because of um, different stipulations that the 3.5% FHA, Federal Housing uh, Administration, um, program had right this, this program and if you missed that segment um you know you could check it out on iHeartRadio or soundcloud after this show uh premieres it should be on there uh, as well or you could text me or call me 401-359-2338 and i can share that information with you connect you with paul but um multifamily owners and buyers right if you own a multifamily we're seeing historic high numbers right now uh, as far as prices going, but um, buyers, we're seeing fewer competition as this market goes on, right? So active, we got just under 200 active single family homes. It's been pretty steady there, um, you know, throughout throughout the past year or so. Uh, as far as pendings, pendings still outpace the actives by quite a bit, 250 or so pending multifamily homes. And I can give you a gauge on the median days on market uh, as well. You're looking at a median day of market of 34, which is, you know what, it's 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 right around where um, 34 days on market until something goes pending. Uh, it's right around single family homes. Pretty interesting how that's kind of all playing out really is. We might as well check out condominiums while we're at it too. There's, there's about 220 active condos on the market, which again is, pretty steady with what we've been seeing and uh condo pendings are outpacing uh actives there's about 270 pending and as far as days on market go for condos we're looking at a median uh day on market of 60 until they go pending so condos are taking a lot longer to go pending than single family or multifamily and you may ask why well I think the answer to that is simple is that condos also have condo fees and they have some other items in there. And the, it might be a little bit more expensive to, to get the amenities and the convenience of a condominium versus you know, handling it all yourself as a single family or an owner occupied multifamily home. So, you know, different, different strokes for different folks, they say, Different things work for different people, which is totally cool, totally okay. Um, and you know what? We got maybe have some builders on here that are are questioning land. You know what's going on with land? Uh, what's going on with new construction? Uh, man, we're we're seeing homes being built. You know, uh, new construction has not stopped, um, which is a good thing because we're still far behind in inventory. And you know, Rhode Island has an old housing stock, right? I, 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 
don't quote me on this, but I feel like our our median home was built in 60s, 70s uh, throughout the state, which is a lot older than the rest of the country, right? But Rhode Island's been established for far longer, right? So we have to take that in consideration too. And we also have some of the most beautiful, beautiful old homes, uh, historic homes. I mean, I love our housing stock here in Rhode Island, you know. Hey, if you're just tuning in, I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're here with you each and every Sunday, and we're excited to do so. And I got to tell you, you know, I, I love connecting with my listeners. Feel free. Give me a call. Let me know how I'm doing. Does the show, is it great? Is it helpful? Is it not? What can I do? What can I do to add more value to your life? Please let me know. 401-359-2338. Hopefully you say, Emilio, don't get off air. That'll add more value to my life. I hope not. I love being here. I really do. Um, awesome. Let's take a quick look. We're looking at uh, the land. Oh, I'm sorry. We're looking at land sales, condominiums, multifamilies, uh, single family homes. And the one common thing we're seeing is more inventory hitting the market, uh, increased days on market, uh, but still pendings are outpacing active homes. And we're going to continue to watch that. 209 active pieces of land, lots for sale in Rhode Island, 209. And as far as pending go, 88. So, you know, land, uh, really is not as hot of a commodity as the rest of the housing stock. And why? Well, because you got to know what you're doing when you're buying land or you have to have patience. You can't just buy land and slap up a home and move in 30 days later. It takes time. It takes money and it takes patience as well. And we do work with banks and lenders. Uh, North Point also has some programs too, um, in which we can connect you if you are interested in new construction. Okay. Um, 158 days on market uh, as far as all of the latest pendings on, on the median scale that's how long it's taking to uh, get rid of some of these lots. Um, you know, previously it was an average of 77 days. Uh, look, I think that the days in market are a little skewed. We can't always go by that because we're also comparing the newest pendings. There's only 22 compared to 66 pendings before. So, you know, you got to be careful when you're looking at data and make sure you're really skewing it appropriately. Um, and that's that, right? So, Exciting time to uh, to to be here, and I got to tell you, anytime there is change, there's opportunity, and it's the best part about being an American, and the best part about linking up with people that understand their craft. And you know, I'm here for you in real estate. I want you to leverage me. Four zero one three five nine two three three eight. Let's connect again. Four zero one. 3592338 we got a fantastic rest of the show here for you today i'm thrilled to be here god bless you we'll be right back in a couple minutes i'm emilio despirito and this is the despirito team real estate show uh powered by angle and volkers right here news radio 920 fm stay tuned we'll be right back all righty great we've got riblogger.com with us here today and if you've been listening forever on the show it's no surprise <laughs> jennifer's here each and every single week letting us know what's happening throughout the state of rhode island check her out riblogger.com jen welcome back thanks for having me mm, you're welcome very welcome go ahead what do we got we've got kind of a spooky theme but it is the season um, right. A cog shell Halloween will take place October 21st, 22nd, 28th, and 29th from 4 to 7 
p.m. at Cogshell Farm Museum in Bristol. Um, it'll be all decorated for Halloween with themed trick-or-treat stations. You can carve a spooky apple head. There'll be kids' games. Um, you can go on a night hike, take part in the pumpkin carving competition, or vote for your favorite pumpkin. Um, and coming in costume is, of course, recommended. And also pre-registration is recommended. Mm -hmm. October 21st is the Halloween Spooktopia at the Town Commons Gazebo in Boroughville from 2 to 8 p.m., There'll be food trucks, vendors, crafts, a DJ, a tarot card reader, um, beer garden, and trunk or tree. And again, it's recommended to come in costume. Um, and it's a whole town spooky Halloween party. Saturday, October 21st is the Spooky Fall Festival at Rocky Point in Warwick from 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And the Warwick Community Police um, will be with jamming events and the Ocean State Food Truck Festival will present the second annual Spooky Festival and there'll be vendors, food trucks, sweet treats, Halloween sights and sounds. There'll be hay rides, a petting zoo, face painting, a bouncy house, and much more. Um, obviously geared towards the kids and a family event. And parking and admission is also free to that one. Mm -hmm. Sunday, October 22nd is the hike and treat to benefit the friend of Friends of Warwick Animal Shelter um, at City Park in Warwick from 2 to 5 p.m. The Halloween hike and treat event is for dogs and their humans. Again, costumes are encouraged. And there'll be games, dog treats, human treats, vendors, a group hike, a costume contest. Um, Friends of Warwick Animal Shelter will be present with some pups as well. And registration for the walk is a $10 donation. And proceeds obviously go to the animal shelter. So definitely a good cause. Great cause. And last but not least, Sunday, October 22nd, is the Kids Expo Halloween Costume Contest at the West Warwick Civic Center. Um, it's from 12 to 3 p.m., General admission is $10, 12 and under are free, and advanced registration is only $5, so you can save a little money if you do it in advance. Uh, there'll be indoor trick-or-treating, music, dancing, a costume contest, um, performances by kids, including like thriller dance and zombie dances, and um, much more. And just again, another all-around great family fun day. Fantastic. Sounds great. And you can check it all out at riblogger.com. That's not it. There's so much more there. Check it out. Advertise your uh, events as well for free at riblogger.com. Promote your business there as well. Check out those uh, those business promotion um, opportunities as well too. Jennifer, thanks so much. Appreciate having you on. Thank you. Have a great week. My pleasure. You too. Awesome. What a great show today. I'd like to thank Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com, Ethan in the studio, our uh, producer, Bill George, our station manager, um, Paul Salcone with North Point Bank, always giving great timely advice. And I want to remind you as well, too, you can check your home value report. I'll prepare a report tailored to your home, homevalue401.com, homevalue 401 Com. That'll reach right out to me or call me or text me direct 401-359-2338. Be kind to your neighbors, help someone out today, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy your Sunday. I'm Emilio Desperado signing off.